Welcome to your Business Corner podcast, where we'll be talking everything outsourcing with your host, me, Steve Blunston. So today I'm joined by Craig Wilkinson, founder of the Elite Business Academy. Now he's best known for helping hundreds of business owners grow their businesses. He's a marketing coach, he's a motivational speaker, he's a podcaster, a vlogger, he's one Yorkshire's business businessman of the year. And He's the best joiner in Yorkshire, even though he's not picked up the tools in a number of years. Have I missed anything off your, your bio there, Craig? No, I, I like I like the little bit that you dropped in the end about me still being the best joiner in the world, even though I've not had a tool belt on for about 12 years. And, and still in still in the garage getting rusty. They're in the shed. I'll never get rid of my tools because it, it was a stepping stone to, to, I suppose, where I've got to today. Now, at the Your Business Corner, we're all about, we're all on the road to discover the power of outsourcing. So with that, how do you feel outsourcing has changed the way you work? Yeah, well, I, I think outsourcing's had a massive positive impact, certainly over this last 14 years, Steve. Uh, you know, I started off my journey as a busy full business owner, doing everything in my business and not being a control freak really and what i wanted to do everything i didn't want to let go of my baby my baby was my business uh so so i wanted to do it my way but doing it my way wasn't the best and that led me to working you know 80 hours a week stressed out at max robbing peter to pay paul however 12 years later having run a business and being a busy fool i learned about uh delegating and outsourcing and bringing the right systems and team in and by bringing the right team in to run the systems, it enabled me to free up my time, scale my businesses, uh, and also sell my businesses. And without that, without the outsourcing side, that would have never have happened. And how has it had effect on your personal life? Well, again, it's had it's had a huge positive impact because I think for most business owners, we don't we, we sacrifice our time in pursuit of growing our business and trying to get to this success that we that we deserve. And and when I when I was doing all that, I I didn't have any time, you know, constantly working, packed upon all my hobbies, and and felt a bit sad and lonely to be honest. But by by outsourcing and getting my time back, it's allowed me a choice. I've got a work life choice now where I can choose where I spend my, my, my time. So whether it's on me or with my family or helping other people or, or, or watching my beloved Sheffield United, I've now got the time that I never used to have. Cool. And what I, what I will say to everybody is we're going to be going through how exactly Craig actually um, does his outsourcing now. So what I'd say is get a pen and paper to hand. Um, with regards to your, your, your personal life and your blades, you know, you've gone from living within an earshot of, of Bramwell Lane, not being able to afford the ticket, but you can hear the crowds sort of when the goals go in. And, and now you, you've, got, you've got your own box, you know, where you, you take your dad to watch you, your beloved Blades. I mean, that itself, you, that, that itself is, is, is the journey for any football fan. That's, that's, the, that's the holy grail. <laughs> well, it is, I suppose. And, you know, I remember... 
I remember my dad having to pick me up over turnstiles as a kid because we couldn't afford, or my mum and dad couldn't afford tickets for, for us to get in. So he used to pick me up, you know, take me onto the cop. And I used to sit there in, in you know, in rain on a, on a Tuesday night. And I used to look up at these boxes and this corporate lounge and think, Do you know what? It must be incredible to experience something like that. And obviously throughout sourcing and scaling and growing the business, uh, I'm fortunate enough to allow me that I've been able to afford to do that. So, yeah, it's a completely different experience today uh, than what it was when I was a kid growing up, put it that way. And, and just, just to add on that and to, and to put it to the next level, um, through, and this is nothing to do with outsourcing, and this is just a personal thing, is we actually got to play on, 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 on Bramwell Lane. I mean, that, 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 we didn't score, but we got to play. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously, but, but, you know, through, through, I suppose, connections and networking, I suppose, uh, you know, one, one of the main sponsors at Sheffield United, who were a friend of mine, he said to me, look, let's put a charity event on, Elite Business Academy, you go and get a team, and you were our star defender, Steve. So, uh, so yeah, we, we played we played one at main sponsors down there. We, we didn't win, but it was a great day, great experience. And, and to be honest, it was a boyhood dream of mine because my bedroom window used to almost look straight onto pitch. So as a kid, I'd always dreamed of playing at Bramalane. And thankfully, I got that to do that for myself and obviously you and, and a whole host of other Elite Business Academy members. And, and, and that's, that's the thing is when you, when you start your business journey um, and whatever your goals and dreams are, when, when you when you start when you start in a journey, you don't know where it's going to take you. And whilst you dream about all the business successes that that, that happens, that it also creates the, the personal dreams that can actually come along with that. Um, and and changing the way you changing the way you work and the way your, your business runs has allowed you to meet the right people to get to get to where you are. Now, like I say to everybody, you have got your pen and paper to hand. So, Craig, golden question: How do you how do you outsource now? Yeah, well, I think I think with that, Steve, we, we have we've got to rewind slightly in the fact that I believe, and this is just my my personal experience from from my my bad mistakes and poor mistakes I made when I set up my business, and obviously working with hundreds of other business owners. I think what happens is we we, we set up a business for whatever reason. But ultimately, the, the rewards, the financial rewards that we want to get out of our business, I would have thought for most people is to enhance the, the quality of their, their life for them and the families. And that were exactly the same as me. So I, I first set up my business as a, as a carpenter and joiner, self-employed, when I was 23 years old. I was married with two young children at 23, so it was a massive gamble. And all I ever wanted was to provide my family with a lifestyle that were better than I had when I was a kid. But here lies the first problem, I believe, Steve, in the fact that we set up a business with no business knowledge and no business experience. And that passion and that drive and that determination to succeed over time leads you into growing your business. In other words, your reputation starts to spread and therefore you get more leads and inquiries coming. And what most businesses do, Steve, is they see the business coming in and they think, yes, this is it. You know, I'm growing my business. I'm going to scale it up. I'm going to achieve all the goals and the financial success that I, that I want, however people determine success. But that's the problem. That's the first mistake people make in the fact that they take the business on. 
Then they start to take more staff on, whether that be virtual VAs or employed staff, freelancers, subcontractors, thinking that if they take more business on and they employ more staff, they're going to make more profit. And because they've brought staff in, they're going to get the time back. But in actual fact, in reality, it has the complete opposite effect as I found years ago and as many people will be finding now. And the reason why it has a negative effect, Steve, is because growing a business is not about bringing more leads in. Growing a business fundamentally is about putting the systems and the procedures in place for the business to run like clockwork and then to bring the right team members in with the right skill set, the right attitude, the right mindset, the right, the right hunger and desire to help you grow your business by running the systems that you've put in place. And if we don't put the right systems in place and we don't bring the right team in place to run the right systems, all that happens is the business owner ends up babysitting their team and then going back and doing everything that their team's done wrong and putting it right, which means their hours just go through the roof, all because they didn't invest into systems and team. If we do that in the early days, we know that then when the marketing starts to work and the leads are generated, the business can then cope with the additional influx of business coming in, of work coming in. Why? Because you've got the right systems and you've got the right team. Bypass systems and bypass team and the whole lot at some point is going to get overwhelming. And generally what happens is you'll hit a ceiling point, you'll hit a brick wall where the business is controlling you. It'll, you'll find it too tough. So you scale the business back down to a manageable size by getting rid of staff, reducing your overheads. You reduce the size of your business to a manageable size. But they don't learn by the mistakes because entrepreneurs are still driven. So a year or two later, that entrepreneurial spirit comes out and the same mistakes and cycles start all over again. So for me, Steve, it's not necessarily how you do it, it's why we need to do it in the first place. And if we miss those two steps out, the rest of it will come crumbling down, I guarantee. Yeah, I think some people sort of um, jump straight to the marketing because that's the pretty, pretty stuff. And it's like, and, and, and often um, as an entrepreneur, it's the stuff that we love to do. You know, it's yeah. the stuff that we want to do because it, it makes us look pretty. And, and I, I think you're absolutely right. Is, is before, if, if, if you're as good at marketing as what you think you are and you think you're going to be, then, then, then actually it's actually going to cause the bigger problems because you're going to have so much stuff and you're not going to be able to, you're not going to know how and what to do with the information and the leads and everything you get, like I said, with the growing aspects when you are, when you are growing, it's just going to give you more pain rather than more joy. Absolutely. I mean, what, what I say to, to, to our Elite Business Academy members now is, if you were setting up a business from scratch right now, what I, what I do is, number one, I put the business plan in, Number two, I put the systems in. Number three, I identify all the team members that I'm going to need to run the systems. Then once I've got those in place, 
then I'll turn the marketing tap on because I know then that the amount of leads and inquiries that are going to come in, the business can cope under with it. Uh, and if you don't do it that way, the business can't cope. So the business breaks under that strain because you can't cope with the leads that have come in because you haven't got the systems and the team. Or even worse, you, the business owner, you break. And we can't have that. No, and, and I think some, like I think sometimes as a as a business owner, it's a lonely world. Um, and if you're doing everything by yourself and, and you're not networking and, you, and you're not with the, the right surrounded by the right mindset people, it's 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 meant to be. It's meant to be when you own your business. It's meant to be the first day that you never work again because because of the love and passion that you have for your your job. And often it becomes that you're employed by your by yourself because it's just another job. But you're yeah. not you're not doing it the right way. Yeah. So there is so, so you know if we're aware of that, then there are five steps that that I go through and that I teach our our members. Uh, to make sure that when you've got the right systems in place and we're going to look at outsourcing, again, outsourcing to, to whoever that may be, that we follow these five steps. Because if we don't, what we end up doing, Steve, is we abdicate. We don't delegate, we abdicate. And abdication is where someone comes into your business, you spend a little bit of time with them explaining what you want them to do, but because you haven't got the right procedures in place, like a procedures manual or video tutorials on how to create that invoice so you don't have to do it ever again, if we don't, if we don't implement these five steps and we abdicate, all that happens is the team member goes away unsure of their role and what they need to do. They don't want to come back to you and say, you, you know, how just run me that passed me again because they feel inadequate then. So they go away and they do it and then it becomes a half-bodged job. You, the, the employer, are not happy then with the results that you're getting and therefore you, you potentially move that member of staff on and bring a new member of staff in. But the cycle, because we haven't followed these five steps of delegation, starts again and you have the same challenges and issues with other team members. And, and, and you're absolutely right. It's... It's the training and the trainer, which is the problem, not the person you've employed. If you've employed the right person with the right mindset, it's never the person themselves. It's the training and the trainer that's the problem. Right. Yep. I've got my pen and paper handy. All right. Let's go through the five things. Right. So these are my five steps that I share to delegation. So really straightforward, really simple, but you have to go through these. So step number one, is what we call realization, right? So there's a realization that actually this 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 task or this area of my business is now becoming a bit overwhelming, and therefore there's a realization that I need to delegate this particular role or task or area of my business to somebody else. Now that's straightforward. We all know what that is because we get overwhelmed and we start to think about, listen, I could get somebody else to do this. So step number one is realization. Step number two is what we call observation, which is where you are going to get the team member sat at the side of you. And basically, it's, I'm going to do it. You watch. So I do. You watch. Now, whether it's an administrative role 
uh, may, maybe doing the wages or the books or accounts or doing quotes or whether that's somebody on sites like I used to do. It's a case of, listen, I'm going to do it and you watch, you observe. So step two is observation. Step number three is what we call collaboration. So now I've done it, what I want you to do is I'm going to sit here and we're going to do this together. So I'm not going to throw you in at the deep end just because I've quickly shown you. We're going to do it together. So step number three is collaboration. Step number four is what we call evaluation. In other words, we've done it together now, but I'm still not going to throw you in at the deep end. So you're going to do it and I'm going to watch. So I'll keep my mouth shut. You do. I watch. Evaluation. Once you are then happy that that team member can, can do the task or role to your standards, at that point, it's right, it's delegation, which is you do. You do it. I'm happy. I've gone through these five steps. I'm comfortable now that you can do it to our standards. So there you go. You go away and you do it. However, there's another step that needs to be put in place. And this step is documenting and procedurizing that particular task or process. And here's why we need to have a procedures manual or a documentation folder. If that team member ever decided to leave and you've spent all years training them up, all that investment of time and money, and you've got a fantastic member of staff that's running your business or helping you run your business, what happens if that team member decides to leave? What happens if that team member decides that they want to go and start a family and therefore they're going to leave and have a baby? We don't know. All that knowledge and investment then leads with that member of staff and we can't afford that to happen. So what I do is once I've delegated a role or a task to a team member, I'll get them to then document that by going through, by creating a, a document, a procedure, in other words, an instruction guide, a step-by-step -step guide on how that process, that task or procedure is done. And if that means doing some video tutorials or screen grabs or screenshots uh, on a CRM system on how they do what they're doing on a CRM system, perhaps, then I get them to do that. So every single step within our business, from picking up the phone and how the phone's answered to the final invoice being sent out, everything is documented and procedurized. That way, a 16-year-old apprentice who didn't know anything about the Elite Business Academy or whatever we did, they could come into our business, open the procedures manual, sit down, and just about run every area of our business because we've documented it. And that's what everybody, in my opinion, needs to do if they don't want to become a slave to their business and a prisoner in their business. They've got to learn to the five steps of delegation. Then they've got to put the procedures manual together. Then they outsource it. Wow. That's gold. And that's, you're absolutely right. You know, and it, you make it sound so simple. And I think the process is there for a reason. I think if you miss out one of those steps, it will, fall, it will fall on its head. People say, people will say, what about if I spend all that time training the person and then they leave? And I say, 
What about if you don't train the person and they stay? Exactly, exactly. And I think, I think, Steve, I'm sure it was, uh, I'm sure it was Richard Branson that had a famous quote that said, "Train your team so they can leave, but treat them well enough so they don't leave." And that rung true to me. And, and you know, and, and part of being a good leader and outsourcing and, and and delegating, you've got to become a great leader. So you've got to have a great working environment. You've got to be able to uh, motivate and incentivize your team, because if we don't, we, trust me, we cannot build and grow and scale a successful business to the heights that most people want to get to. Trying to do it all yourself, I tried it. It nearly killed me. You have to have a great team around you, whether they are outsourced or internal or freelance. And if we build a great team and we've got the right systems and we've got the right motivation and we, te we, we, we treat them good enough not to leave, then they'll stay with us and they will help us take our businesses to a whole new level. Absolutely. You know, I think, you, you know, I think when people, what people's perception is, is they get a VA from either uh, local or offshore or wherever. And they think, I've outsourced that task. It's like, no, no, you've, you've, got, you've grown your team. You've, you've got a team member. So when you're having a, a meeting, a Zoom meeting with, with, with all your staff, get them involved. You know, if, if grow a relationship with them where you're able to sort of say, here's, here's a week's holiday. You know, it's, it's, not, it's not a normal procedure for, to do that with a, a VA who you've outsourced it. What a lovely gesture. Then they're not going to want to leave you. They're going to want to make sure that they put in the hours for you um, yeah. if you treat them as you would any other team member. Yeah. And, and do you know what, I, what, what a little tip that I use, Steve, as well with this is? I have a stop doing list, right? Because... What I want to get to is I need to get to a point where I'm doing as little in my business as possible. Yes, I have a choice if I want to work three, four days a week, but I also want the choice on, you know, what if I would just want to take off for a week on holiday with, with, with the kids or, or whatever? I want that choice. So I created a stop doing list and I still have one now. And what I do is if I'm doing something on a repetitive basis that I know that could be outsourced, I put it onto my stop doing list. Now, it doesn't, I don't outsource it straight away. It might be another year or so before I can do it. But I strongly advise people, you know, what are the things that you are doing right now in your business that you know you could quite easily outsource? Even if you haven't got the budget to outsource yet, at least start making a list of all the tasks that you can outsource. And then consider how much time with you outsourcing that task is that going to save you per day, per week, or per month? So I put down all the things I want to stop doing, and then I associate an element of time to each one of those tasks. And then if you add up that amount of time that you're going to save, you might be able to save two days a week, 16 hours a week, by outsourcing that to somebody else. Yes, I know you've got to be able to afford to pay that person's wage or that, or that VA's fee, but if you can, if they can save you two full days a week doing admin, perhaps they're going to do it to a far better standard than you could ever do because you'll become a jack of all trades. 
But then that frees up 16 hours a week for you to go away and invest into other areas of your business, such as marketing, to bring more profitable leads in, to pay for that VA. Mm. Now, all of a sudden, you've delegated, you've outsourced, you're bringing more leads in, and you can afford to pay that person. I think you're right. You have to look for the low-income tasks and the low-enjoyment tasks. If, if, you, if you put those, if you're like at a crisscross, high enjoyment, low enjoyment, high income, low income, and put the, put, put the task in each pot, the things that fall into low, low income task and low enjoyment task, get rid. Because, and this is what I found, is there's things in the business that I don't like doing and I'm not good at. But for every one of me there are, there's probably 10 people who love doing admin they love, they, they want to do the videos. They don't want to do, they want to do the admin, the bookkeeping, the accountants. That's what they love to do. And that's what, and so they, they see it as if you give them that work, they're, they're, they're like picking shit, you know what I mean? They're having, they're having a whale of a time because that's what we love to do. And, and you know, when, when you sort of delegate two hours a week, um, eight hours a day, 16 hours, effectively, that could be 32 hours. Because for every one hour that I outsource to a VA, they're twice as good as me, which means I've, technically I've, I've gained two hours away. So whilst they might be £30 an hour, they're actually only £15 an hour because they're twice as good as me at doing the task. Absolutely. And I think when you, when you go through your five-stage five delegation, the people, people I would have said is, and I've, I've had this before, is it takes me so long to... Um, to get a task outsourced and to do to, to get a task delegated to somebody else but if you don't follow that five-step rule whilst it might take you in the short term a, a period of time long term because because they documented it even if they do live they documented it and videoed it the long-term aspect of it, it, it the time is well invested into creating that a simple five-step delegation rule if you can run through those five steps again just for anybody in case they've missed them as a, as a quick, quick run through yeah so quick one is i do which is realization step one step two, step step two is i do you watch which is which is observation step three is we do together which is collaboration step number four is you do i watch evaluation and then the final step step number five is you do which is delegation. And for, for all the people that are out there that might be listening now that are saying, Craig, Craig, I've tried, I've tried uh, outsourcing and it didn't work. Well, it probably didn't work because you didn't, you abdicated. In other words, I've got this, I'm a busy, I'm spinning all these plates, just do this, just do that, drop this into it and do that. And then you've left them to it. And then you wonder why they're getting it wrong. You've got, to, you've got to set time aside yourself into your default diary to train people up correctly when they join your team. And if we don't, if we don't allow the time, all that will happen is the new member staff will come in, you'll not have the right systems and have dedicated the right time, so you abdicate and then it all goes Pete tongue. <laughs> no, no, um, what... what? You're great. That, that that knowledge is absolutely golden, and I hope everybody got a lot out of um, that. And they made their notes, um, and they and they and making notes is only is only step one. 
you have to take action. You have to you have to take that, that action. And that, that knowledge only becomes powerful when you when you do take those actions. Now, I, I know you you recommend um, a lot of business books to a lot of business people. Um, sometimes based on where they're at in their journey, what they're wanting to discover, what they're wanting to learn. What books would you recommend to to my boys, the nineteen years old and fourteen years old? What, what book would you recommend them to, to get them onto? Not necessarily an entrepreneurial, although the little one is, but not necessarily an entrepreneurial sort of style book, but just to get the mindset in the right direction. To get the mindset, I mean, the 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 book that changed my mindset and the one that that triggered the the catalyst in my change was a book called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. I'm sure many, many people who have, have, have read it, listened to it, or even watched the DVD of it now. But, but that really did resonate with me. Now, the reason why I'm going to suggest that one is because if your boys are, are teenagers, they actually do a, a teenage version of The Secret called The Teen Secret. Uh, and I bought that Teen Secret book, Steve, for my eldest two kids when they were teenagers, 14 and 16. And although it took them a little bit of time to get it, to, to, to grasp it, they did grasp it and they grasped this mindset shift and this, this positiveness and the law of attraction and everything that I now believe in. And in actual fact, you look at where they are on their journeys now in the late 20s and where and the mindset that they've developed you know, you know, and it's it's what I call a bulletproof mindset. You know, so so for for your boys, what I would do is definitely ask get them into the secret uh, or the teen secret because it's written in in the lingo that teenagers would understand, not necessarily in lingo that the the older generation or the the the, the next generation would, would understand. If you know what I mean, so definitely the the the, the secret books and, and the trilogy of those books as well. Cool, excellent. Um, and finally, um, I know what kind of a, a man manager that you are um, and how you motivate um, many, many, many business owners that I know personally. Um, but in which era of Sheffield United would you have liked to have managed? Ooh. Good one. Oh my. Right. Of which area of Sheffield United would I've liked to have managed? Can I can I choose two? Yeah. Free free will. The 90s era, we had a manager called Dave Bassett who took us up to Premier League. I would have loved to have been help manager or be the manager in that era because he had like a bit of an unorthodox managerial style. Uh and, and far different to what any other manager had got back then. So I'd have loved to have been in that culture and seen that. However, I think I'd have to say the number one is right now, right now where Chris Wilder is in the fact that we're rock bottom at Premier League. You know, it's arguably, it's in history that we, you know, we're the worst team in Premier League history. But I'd love to, I'd love to manage that team that we've got now because I'd give them a right, telling off <laughs> and I'd have to you know bring my management style out in a different way maybe a little bit more of an aggressive way but I think it'd have to be now here in the moment excellent excellent Greg I really really appreciate your time can you please tell everybody how we can get hold of you to sort of uh, to, to get even more knowledge from yourself please yeah great so Steve I've really enjoyed it appreciate you 
uh, having me on. Uh, two ways of communicating, I suppose. You can go and check out our website, which is elitebusinessacademy.co.uk, or you can join our Facebook group. We've got a thri thriving uh Facebook group that you're involved with, Steve, with thousands and thousands of business owners in. Uh, so if you just type Elite Business Academy into Facebook, go and join our group and get involved in our, our community. Excellent. Craig, thank you very much for your time and we hope to speak to you soon. You take care. Yeah. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you.